This is the Come Up, top of your game, a business and family lifestyle podcast published twice a month. My name is Michael. I'm here with podcast founder and host, Carmen. How are you, Carmen? I am doing good today, Mike. It's so beautiful outside. The weather is extremely hot here in Detroit. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And thinking of extremely hot, we've got our guest today, uh, Bravo reality TV star, a uh, book author, brand ambassador, pastor, business owner, uh, Apostle Sabrina McKenzie. Good morning. Thank you so much for Good joining morning. us here on the top of your game. Good morning. Morning, Thank Sabrina. Well, I'll pay you later for the introduction. Oh, I, I know. I, I missed some stuff too, so I, I know I missed some some more. So yeah. So but. we need you to tell us a little bit about yourself, so the city of Detroit will know who you are. Well, I want to know about the Bravo series first. Well, let's, let's, let's start there, and then and I, so I have my little checklist right here. <laughs> but yes, let's tell us about the Bravo Network reality star that we're sitting next to this morning. So it's so interesting. Before I got the call for Bravo, I did a TV show on the Style Network called Big Rich Atlanta. And so I did that show with um, the R&B people. What was it? Um, 112, you guys remember that uh-huh. one? Yep. So I was on the show with his wife and several other co-stars. Um, I did a show on BT, and then I also co-hosted and hosted for TBN. So television has been in my background for the past maybe 10, 10, 15 years. And I'll even go a little bit further so you'll see the progression of the Bravo TV. Um, I used to dance for different artists like Bobby Brown and oh, TLC. Oh. So, um, See, I knew I for, I knew that wow. I was a dancer too. So oh I was my a dancer and wow. dancing is how I broke into television and okay. videos and all that good stuff. Okay. So that's my background. But Bravo called me. Um, I was culminating a, an election in Georgia, and Bravo called me, and they're like, we're looking for a successful women who had broken the glass ceiling, and we're trying to see if we want you to do it as a politician or as a pastor. And so they had another young lady who was um, in politics as well, but I was the only female pastor. And they're like, okay, you're you're so different from every pastor we've ever met. <laughs> you don't fit the bill. So we know it has to be difficult for you um, pastoring. And we want to hear that story. And so they told me Viola Davis, the three-time Academy Award winner, was yes. the executive producer. And I was like, show me where to sign the contract. <laughs> Wow. So your show on Bravo it was called In a Man's World. In a Man's so World. So what what was yeah, the what theme was of the show? What did you do in the show? So in the show we had to depict the male version of what we do in everyday life. Oh wow. So as a pastor I had to become a man. So they flew me in to work with um these Academy Award winning costume people. So the people that did the movie for Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Jackson's Thriller, all like every movie where they do, you know, make the costumes, yeah. they created a costume for me as a man. So I sat there for four hours each day. So they, and they put makeup and all that stuff and, and they made everything. you look like a man. I literally looked and talked like a man, and I had to have voice coaching. Wow. Oh, wow. So the voice singer came and coached me on how to speak. I had 
um, walking lessons so mm. that I had my mannerisms. Okay. And so it was difficult. Like I they I kept failing. But at the end of the day when I had to preach because I was preaching like a man. Nobody okay. knew I was a man. Wow. Oh, wow. And they treated me different as a man. Yeah, what did you what, what, what did you find was the biggest difference on how you were treated uh, like before you got there and then when you what? just got changed into a man? I will tell you the biggest difference is the way women treat men. I was offended. Uh-huh. I, now I know I'm single. Oh wow! Because women were throwing themselves at me. Like I picked oh. up a girl from Spelman College. Wow! I picked up a Chinese lady that was doing my nails. She was like, "Oh, you deserve it. You de." I was like, wow. "Lady, you didn't tell me I deserved it yesterday." Wow! <laughs> wow. So the biggest difference. This is eye opening. Yeah, it, <laughs> it changed my life. Like men have it uh, good. Uh, I was like, it's so hard for me. Yeah. So wow. as a preacher, when I came in, the people were just, you know, I was Did like they a accept PhD you more candidate. As yes, a man? They, they were standing up and clapping. But as a woman, I was getting people rolling their eyes and just looking like, what does she have to say? Wow. So it was men. You, I wanted to be a man. After it was all over with you. I wanted you. to be a man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like you wow. guys have it much easier than we do. I'm serious. And you said something about, I saw one of the clips when I was doing research on you and everything. I saw a clip where it said that uh, you could, when you walk into a room, you could, the difference is very apparent. On they, how they treat on how they treat men versus women. So the women were just I mean, everybody, even the men, they were more receptive. They were like, Hey, you know, they were clapping. Mm-hmm. But as a female, I just got voices and shade. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted to cook dinner when I was a man. As a female, they was just like, You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wow. So it was definitely a considerable difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, seeing how women respond to men, that a woman that is sure of herself and kind of dominant, and you have standards, you're not trying to sleep around, you're going to have it hard. I mm-hmm. saw why I had it hard. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, wow. if I was a man, and I had women throwing themselves at me, and then this person playing hard to get, I am going to ignore you. Because I'm just going to accept all this wonderful treatment. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the wonderful treatment. I'm, I was kind of envious mm-hmm. of men. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Yes. That's mm-hmm. so eye-opening. Gee. Yeah. So, um, but that's just one part of what, you, you know, what you're doing right now and what you've done. The show, In a Man's World, actually came about because you wrote a book. And that was converted to a reality show. Well, let me tell you this. No. Actually, when I, I wrote my book, let me tell you how strategic God is. Mm. God gave me the book a year before the show. And I was going to publish the book on my birthday a year before the show. It I never got it published, got busy, wasn't able to do it. And then a year later when they called me and I said, well, what's the name of the show? And they told me. It was the same name of the book that I wrote a year oh, prior wow. to. Wow. But they said... Nene Leaks does not even have a book. You cannot have a book with the show's name because we own the rights. Oh, wow. So I said, well, I'm not Nene Leaks, but I have, God gave me this this vision before mm-hmm. I even met you. Mm-hmm. They said, prove it. So NBN, NBMC, Universal NBC, Attorneys, yeah. called me and said, we well, guess you got a book in the show. That's the parent so, network of Bravo. Uh, yeah. Oh, so okay. I said that to say, 
we have to position ourselves to be obedient. Mm. Yes. If I had not heard God, so he did for me what Nene Leakes has not even accomplished on Bravo TV. And yes. she's like the face of reality TV. Mm-hmm. But because I was listening to God, because I was working in my field. And when they call, Bravo called me, I was doing community service and I was running for office. So being in place, being in position and being obedient will open more doors for you than trying to brown Dr. Sabrina, <laughs> I was talking about, you know, we, a couple days ago we were talking about how if you take a step of faith, God puts, p- brings everything to you to get things done. And it sounds like that's how you operate. You know, you know what a lot of people think is a secret. There's an open secret that if you take a step, uh, a step out in faith... God will start to give you all the people, resources, and opportunities, and the talent that you need to get things done. That that is that is your life, isn't it? That is my life. There are two things that come to mind when you say that about a step of faith. There's no other place in the Bible that dictates that God is pleased, other than. It says, "By your faith, your faith pleases God." There's no other place. So when we operate from that mustard seed, when we operate from that unknown place, when we operate from the fact that we know God is able to do the impossible, he's able to do the invisible, he's able to do the unthinkable, the unfathomable. When we embrace that, okay. we we um, set an atmosphere up to receive miracles. Mm. Yes, that's good. That's wow. true. Amen. How inspiring. And that's true. The second part of that is that understanding that God should be a priority. And when we make God a priority, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness in all things. That means nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. There's nothing that I desire that I can't have. Wow. Because God is first in my life. Yes. Amen. Look, okay, so you're in this environment, but obviously you are a powerful woman of God. How how do you handle these like Hollywood, basically. Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. crazy, y'all. <laughs> they crazy. And especially, it's so interesting. I, I know God had been preparing me for a long time because I remember when I used to tour with different music artists, like Dallas, Austin. Mm-hmm. I remember going to New Orleans and everybody on the bus was smoking weed. Mm-hmm. No shade to Dallas. He probably smoked legally now, mm-hmm. anyway. But <laughs> I remember as a child, like, doing these things, and I would be the only one, like, I ain't doing that. I'm doing this. Because I was in college Mm -hmm. while they were like big Hollywood stars. But I was dancing as well, secularly. Mm. And I wasn't saved at that time. But I just, there were certain things I was not willing to do. One was sleep around and two was like do drugs. Mm -hmm. So um, it was very difficult. But I realize now God was preparing me for my life today. Yeah. Because now that I am a woman of God, now I still have standards. Mm -hmm. And I know the same God that kept me back then is the God that keeps me today and because of my standards I believe there are more doors I get into than those that use the Hollywood couch and that environment mm-hmm. is still there that, that oh it's worse that, it's never going oh, away it's worse, uh, going. It's wow. worse because back then they were you know doing women and men now they're doing men on men women on women everything kids, goes dogs, now cats, I know angels, isn't that crazy? Birds. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> 
Um, they want something different. <laughs> okay, so um, Apostle, I'm going down my list here. Um, I'm into politics. Love it. You are into politics. You've run for, what is it, Senate before? State Senate. So, funny story. Wow. Um, I, I always knew I was going to be an attorney. So, when I was in high school, I ran for Miss Springfield. And back then is when the Lord told me. I knew I was going to be an attorney from a child. My mom mm. said, your mouth is so big. You're going to be in the courtroom. <laughs> and you're going to win. And they're going to punch you in the mouth. I was like, well, if that's, if that's wow. the way you're telling me I'm going to do a good job, I'll take it. <laughs> so, wow. attorney was just my my way of life. My uncle was the first black assemblyman in Brooklyn. He prepared a platform for Al Sharpton. My cousin, Jeanette Burrow, prepared a platform for Hillary Clinton. She came to New York. She was the first borough president, female, in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. My uncle was assemblyman before Shirley Chisholm was assemblywoman. And so we have a history of, of, of dynamic, powerful, black people that serve community wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Mm. When I met Al Sharpton, he said to me, your uncle is to Brooklyn what Colin Powell is to America. Wow. He said, but your other uncle is the (laughs) place that I first had a platform to preach at. Mm. So my uncle Chester, who is the person that introduced me to Christ, taught me about politics, taught me about service. It wasn't Mm. even, I didn't know it was called politics. I just knew if you had, it was your responsibility to share. Mm-hmm. I just knew and to lead. Yeah. if you had, it was your responsibility to teach, mm-hmm. to equip, to prepare. Mm-hmm. That that was our obligation mm-hmm. for the success that God has placed in our family. Mm-hmm. We owe God that service. So wow. my community service and my run for office was just an extension of what I had done all my life. And so, I'm still doing so you you um you're an attorney? No, thank oh. you. Oh, when okay. I was in college, my sister was murdered by her husband. Mm. My junior year, mm. I changed my I changed my degree. So mm. I still graduated with a degree in political science because mm-hmm. my goal was to go to law school. Yeah. But that day that she died, I received the call of God on my life. It changed your life. And yeah. I went into I went into seminary. Oh. So I have a degrees in theology as yeah. opposed to law. Yeah. Um, so I used the, and that's how the Senate came, because I was still actively engaged in the House of Representatives. I wrote, they would say co-author, because you can't introduce bills unless you are in-house. But I've co-authored four bills. Mm-hmm. And I've served as the political liaison between church and state. Mm -hmm. So I would help educate the church on how we can engage community and engage politics for since I was a college student. So for the past 20 years, I've been actively engaged in politics and religion. So that really changed your life. That uh, my sister. Let me tell you something. I I don't even know how I'm here today. Yeah, Yeah. I was about to ask you. How do you separate the two? Because those are two topics that like hit head with each other. So how do you separate the politics from the religion portion? How do you separate? Or is it separate? How do you separate air from oxygen? How do you separate God from whatever you do? Oil and water. (laughs) Yeah. How do you separate? Um, the water from the ocean. Yeah. 
You don't. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do is in the fabric of God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dr. King said it, it is intricately woven yeah. in the fabric of what we do. We are connected. Because I want God-fearing people, spiritual people, to run for office. I want those type of people to be my leaders. I don't want somebody that has no morals at all. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I want I want them to believe in something, to believe in a higher being, to, be, to believe in God. Because they know right from wrong. And they will try to make things better for human beings. So, yeah, I, I, I want that mixture. I want my leaders to be Christians. I want my leaders to be God-fearing people. Um, it's, in, it's important. The Bible says that when the righteous are in order, the people rejoice. And when the wicked are in leadership, the people cry. Mm -hmm. And we can see the people are crying today. We can see that the people are not rejoicing. We can see that there is a definite um, discriminatory against people of color, against minority people when it comes to this disparity of education, the disparity of, of economics, <laughs> the equality mm -hmm. of jobs, yes. of health care. Mm -hmm. There is a, a, a very clear line. It's not even mercury. It's not even gray. It's divided. Mm -hmm. And people of color happen to be on the opposite end of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So we know that that is a strategic, institutionalized effort um, to keep minority people down. So how could you not be in a position, as W.E.B. Du Bois would say, be a part of the talented 10th? And not feel an obligation to give your soul. Mm -hmm. Because it's but by the grace of God that you made it out. It's, it's, listen, it's by the grace of God. And too often, too many of, the, of us, from athletes to entertainers to celebrities, even pastors, move out of the community and forget about the community. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about your... Um, community event that you're putting together for Detroit. So we can meet and greet you live yes. and in person. person. Um, I'm excited. So listen, I'm bringing all of this community action. I'm bringing it to the D. Yeah. And I'm super excited. I feel like, you know, God has blessed me tremendously. And there's so much that I want to give back. And so particularly for women in business. If you are a woman and you are in business, there's so many hurdles we have to overcome. Um, I think it was Malcolm X that said the black woman is the most disrespected woman on the planet. I agree. Mm. And we have a trichotomy. What is that? We we have a difference in race. We're behind that. We make 77 cents. Oh, the woman makes 77 cents to every dollar of a man. The black woman makes 60 cents. Wow. Okay. So we have sexism, racism, and classism mm -hmm. that we deal with as minority women. Because God has allowed me to see and be exposed and have access, I'm giving that access to you. If you don't show up at the table, something is wrong with you. We always talking about being at the table. But now Shirley Chisholm said you need to bring your lawn chair because <laughs> we have access. And we are bringing people at the table who are going to help you get into homes, help you with credit repair, 
help you with the Airbnb business, help you get a loan from the bank so that you can expand, start expand and grow your business, help you understand marketing and understand branding. We have uh, Randy Miles who is a guru, a radio guru in yes. Michigan, yep. 40 years in radio. She determines right now at Beasley Media who is played on airtime. Well, guess what? She's there to help you understand how to get your brand in front of media for free. If you don't show up at the table, it's your fault. My grandmama said you could bring a horse to water. But what? You can't make him drink. drink. Make him drink. And you know, uh, Randy Miles, I've worked with Randy Miles for the last uh, few years. Uh, uh, Dynamic, very powerful, and knowledgeable. And I think that's just the perfect person to receive an award. I was going to say, so we're giving Randy an award. I mean, I travel the world, and so I'm able to see the beauty of just the minority community at large. And I feel like we don't celebrate our leaders enough. And black women are probably one of the hardest working groups in the world. We the savior of America. And we are not celebrated. You're right. Um, Have a job or two. Kids. Going to school. Kids. You know, um, just and so creative. And getting it done and raising families. And and supporting yes. everybody else. We yes. support the black man, we yes. support the white man, we raised our kids, we built the community, and we get the least flowers. Yeah. You know? Even if you even look at the church, it's made up of black women. Yeah. But it's mostly met led by black men. Yes. So it's time to celebrate the black women. We mm-hmm. want to be a part of that. Randy Miles is receiving the Influencer of the Year Award. And we're excited about that. I'm bringing one of my friends from Atlanta. She's going to do book publishing. So we have those people that are interested in being first-time authors or collaborating with us. We're going to help you write your book from the beginning to the end. So we have editors. We have marketing directors. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm ready to publish my second book and I'm Let's gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you guys. Woo! Oh, so yes. you're gonna tell us what date and time. So it's April the twenty second on this Saturday. This, this be there this Saturday. Or be square. <laughs> Don't meet me there. Meet me there. Is this coming Saturday, April the twenty second? Some of you can't afford to miss this now. Come on, I'm not I'm not always in Michigan. I travel the world and when we bring these things to you you need to make some different arrangements. You need to start calling folks, uh, unless you got it like this all the time, because there are going to be some movers and shakers in the house that you need to meet. And that's why I am so honored and glad. Thank you, uh, Sabrina McKenzie, for allowing me to be a part of, for letting a man come into this L- event. He's the only man at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for allowing me to be a part of well, your event Thank you, event Sabrina, Saturday. for allowing me to be a part of this. Too. Yes. Yes, because you'll be there. For sure. Or I'm going to be square. <laughs> I'm going to be square. And we, we also, I appreciate you because you were so kind to introduce us to the commissioner. She's doing a resolution. Yes, Commissioner and, McCormick, yes. Yes, and so I just love it when we see the dots lining up. We yes. know that nothing is coincidence, but everything is providential. That's right. And it, if you're listening under the sign of my voice, it's providential for you to be there, too. All right. God has a, a, a gift with your name on it. Yes. So, this is the come up, and we have Sabrina. 
Mackenzie. Yes. And she will be here on April 22nd. 12 noon. 12 noon. At the Gospel, at Gospel Music, Music Cafe. Cafe. On Livernoise in Detroit. 1958 Livernoise, Detroit. Thank you so much. What a lively, interesting. This is going to be one for our record books. Yes, Carmen. thanks, Sabrina. Gonna, it goes right up there at, near the top, you know, top yeah, five or something that like hottest, that. This you is know? the hottest show ever. Period. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the Come Up Top of Your Game. We are here to take you to the top of your game. So don't forget, do not miss April 22nd at noon with Forbes Circle, and that will be your host, Sabrina McKenzie. Get tickets on our platform, Sabrina McKenzie, on all social media platforms. You can go there, you can get a ticket in advance, or get a ticket at the door. Sabrina McKenzie, S-A-B-R-I-N-A-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Great. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, you. Sabrina. And, um... Mm -hmm.